Welcome to Heartfelt Awakening Radio. I am your host, Denny Van. Today, I'm so excited to be interviewing Jody Woodford. Okay, so this is this story really hits my heart because, you know, going from losing a child to becoming a witch. So tell me, darling, tell me this story because my heart, just reading about this, um, my heart is just opening for you. Uh, thank you. Um, it's nice to be here. Um, the story is in 2011, in May, I had a really big fat corporate job as an internal communications manager in a private bank here in Switzerland, just down the road in Geneva. I already had a daughter and I was very heavily pregnant with our second daughter who I didn't know who was a daughter until um, I was 37 weeks pregnant, started feeling a little bit not great, took myself off to the hospital thinking, okay, labor started, been here, done this, no big deal. And I'd had a completely healthy, uneventful pregnancy until this point. Got to the hospital and was told, actually, madame, your um, baby's heart has stopped beating. In other words, your baby has died. And now you are going to have to give birth to a stillborn child. And they told me it was a girl. And I went into complete shock and started hemorrhaging terribly. And as a result, had to have an emergency C-section, which probably, well, which definitely saved my life in a, in a proper physical sense but also in a literal sense the fact that I could just be put to sleep and wake up and for it to be over in a sense really um, protected me from a lot of additional trauma I think so um, there I was at um, you know 37 weeks no longer pregnant um, lying in a hospital bed with a belly full of stitches and a broken heart and thinking, okay, well, this is it, you know, uh, what am I going to do next? So up until that point, for about two years, up until that point, I'd been training to become a Pilates instructor, because I'd known that I wanted an out of my corporate career. So the first thing I thought was, well, I'm definitely going to quit my freaking job because it's a load of bollocks. So I um, waited a while to recover, and then I quit my job. And then I went freelancing as a Pilates instructor, and I taught English and French as a foreign language as well on the side. And I basically went through the motions of being a mum to our two-year-old, and um she is what stopped me from committing suicide, probably, because I think I would have definitely done that. Um, I was just so broken. Anyway, I got a lot, a lot, a lot of help from lots of different places during that time. And I um, brought myself back from the brink with that help, both divine and, you know, more, um, what's it, earth-based. And I got pregnant again. And I had our second baby um, a year later uh, in September. And um, during all of that time, I was still delving into honing my craft, which I decided was definitely something to do with the body, definitely something to do with fixing people's broken bodies, having been broken both metaphysically and physically. Um, you know, I was very interested in that. And um, I just went um, deeper and deeper into that craft of, of helping people. And I think probably in 2000 and what, let's say 2018, end of 2018, 
I realized, um, thanks to a client, that I had this witch-like ability to heal. And um, I think basically it's come from um, the fact that I've got nothing to lose. You know, I really have got nothing to lose. So um, I've really just gone and explored whatever's interested me. Um, I've got a lot of emotional baggage, not just um, because of this tragedy, but other things as well. And I've kind of just laid it all one on top of the other to bring into the world a rather magical and multidisciplinary way of helping um, people. And I specialize in people who are identified as women and who are 40 and over. Um, and yeah, I think that's it in a nutshell, really. I love what you said about, I got a lot of help. Mm. I got a lot of help and working with some people who it, it's really a lot to say, mm, I need some help. Mm. So where were you in that space of asking for help? Well, again, really luckily um, here in Switzerland, when I was lying in that hospital bed in the immediate aftermath, um, I was introduced to a, a psychiatrist who specializes in what had happened to me. And she helped a lot. I didn't even know. I mean, I didn't even know it was a thing until it became a thing, you know, and it was definitely another thing that was ever going to be on my radar because I was, you know, young and fit and healthy and just not a candidate for this sort of thing. Anyway. So I got introduced to her and she took me through a lot of techniques, um, for example, Ericksonian hypnotherapy and, um, you know, neuro-linguistic programming and um, creative visualization and mindfulness and really opened my creative imagination of my own intero perception, you know, your awareness of your being um, and really helped me to break open the armor of my brain and my soul which sounds so metaphysical but I think I know I know you're nodding you're nodding you're nodding I mean this is music to your ears isn't it yeah this is your daily bread yeah 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 um but I think until that moment I didn't realize how how armored up I was I didn't realize that I had such a thick metallic shell around my heart around my mind around my being and I think when I was laid bare by this tragedy, um, instead of getting poked with needles and hot prods, as I probably thought I would do, which is why I put the armor on in the first place, God knows when in my childhood, I was actually encouraged to go and explore all of those tender places and have a look at all of those darker, un, un, unenlightened places of me. Um, so that was the beginning of it. Um, and it just kind of extrapolated from there, really. Um, and then because that was such a successful experience, I have just carried on doing that. And I encourage everybody to do that, as, as I'm sure you do. You know, then they come and, come and see great people like you as well, who can really help them with your toolbox, where, you know, you need people to realize that they need help and be a horse that's willing to be led to the water and then drink. And I think... I think that's what I've become, really. It's like, okay, I've got a problem. Who can help me? Instead of being, oh, I'll just soldier on. So, so yeah, I think I, I think that's how I, I got to, you know, getting a lot of help and still getting a lot of help. Still to this day, I still, you know, um, when I feel that I've hit a rough patch, will look around for people to help. It really does show strength 
when asking for help. And most of us come from the idea that it's showing weakness when you're asking for help. But this foundation that you laid, you know, as a master hypnotist, hypnotherapist, I'm not a therapist, I'm a hypnotist, but as a master hypnotist, it's really powerful when you lay that foundation of using hypnosis as a state of being and coming from this place, it opens up and you said it honed your craft and as the foundation for your craft, how did you build it? How did you come to the determination that I'm a witch? (laughs) Um, I didn't. And I don't think I would have had this feedback not come to me from a client who said, I don't know where you just went, but you certainly weren't here and you used, you fixed me, but I didn't feel like you were here with me. I felt you'd gone somewhere else. And I thought, Ooh, that's really weird. But then I got what she was saying. And I think to be honest, I'm calling it witchery, but I think in a more prosaic term, it's getting into the zone and it's going into a state of flow where you lose all sense of time and space and you're just doing what you were born to do. Um, and I think that's what our modern day world calls it, right? They're like, yeah, you're in, this, you're in flow, you know, you're in, you're, you know, you've, you've gone somewhere else. But I think um, more and more and more people will identify, especially, you know, women listeners of this ability to tap into this almost deep feminine knowing, which I'm calling witchery um and I'm just really glad that we're in this day and age and we can talk about it nice and openly and someone's not going to come and burn me at the stake or put a scarlet letter on me you know so (laughs) with all the things going on in the world today I wouldn't say that out loud but um (laughs) I totally (laughs) agree with you that's true actually because you know whether you call it witchcraft or prayer or reiki or what have you you're connecting with this space of unlimitedness metaphysics if you will the space of variations and you're creating a coherence and that's where the magic is so for me it has nothing to do with this human but everything to do with the being when the human Mm -hmm. gets the ego out of the way right instead of what Denny wants it's it's like all right quiet center and people can call this witchcraft or witchery but it's really connection to me it's Mm. connection not only to nature but to the source of nature and it's so profound when you I feel it you know it's so profound when you go from tragedy to coming to a space of knowing can you talk more about where you're at now Oh, good question. I think where I am now is in a space of trepidation because it's it's very hard to explain the unexplainable and it's very hard to, I think a lot of people, certainly, you know, the women I treat are very driven. They're usually very career-minded. They're usually extremely pragmatic. And they come to me because they're going to get no bullshit. So 
And that's what they get. I'm extremely down to earth. This is me. I'm not anybody different at any other stage of my life. You know, I say it like it is and whatever. So I think when they come and they see me and they hear me and they, and they, and they ex, uh, have their expectations and then they get the treatment and the results and it's kind of magical, they want to know why. You know, they want to know how this happened and they ask questions like, oh, is it because, you know, I tripped and hurt my foot last week and that's why my right knee sore? And I have to explain, well, no, not really. It's because your neck's overworking and that's why the foot's not working and that's why the other knee's not working. And when they say, but how did you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I just saw it when you were standing up. And I have to say, I see a lot of bodies in a week. I see a lot of people. I, you know, I've done this a lot. Don't worry. I just, it's, but I, the more, the more I think about that explanation, it's kind of to placate, placate them. And I think it's to explain it to myself because I don't know. I just know. Um, so that's where I am at the moment. And I, I think it's a very uneloquent, clumsy place. It certainly feels uneloquent and clumsy, but it's just where I am. I mean, for example, here's a really good example, really concrete example. My dad is 70, uh, is he, he's going to be 79 next week. And he has been having vertigo. The vertigo is uh, from a lack of B12. My dad eats loads of red meat. And I was like, dad, it can't be from a lack of B12. You eat loads of red meat. And he was like, yeah, and I take supplements as well. And I said to him, you know, how did you used to take the B12? And he said, well, I used to get a shot in my bum, um, which he stopped doing because he thought that the nurse was coming on to him. Oh, I hope he's listening to this podcast. So he decided not to go for his shot and get pills over the counter. But I said to him, you know, you might be one of those people who just doesn't absorb things through, you know, taking pills. Maybe you need a shot in your bum. So he went back to the doctor. I, I wrote him out an email and explaining what he wanted. And sure enough, the doctor was like, mm, yeah, he, you do actually. It's true that you're not absorbing it. So let's go back to the shot in the bum. And I don't really know how I knew that, but I just knew that. And obviously my dad's happy because his vertigo is like under control again. But I don't really know where I got that information from or why it came or, or, or what. It just came. And luckily it did. And really, that happens to me a lot. Just weird. But hey, as I say, it's super, it's a super clumsy place to be right now. I wish I could give you a nice poetic answer. <laughs> that How was poetic. Yeah. I mean, that was poetic because it's it's such a connection. And I'm a, a professional linguist. So we know that verbal communication is only 30% of communication. So when we heal and go from the inside out. We're picking up so much more and you did, and you don't know how you can't explain it, but it's in the neural networks of our connectiveness together. And yeah, it sounds like witchery, it's, but it's metaphysics. And the amazing thing is science is catching up. They call it coherence. Isn't that yeah, nice? I'm liking this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So they call it I feel it like that as well. I I feel that there's more kind of vocabulary and again, this like placating, putting labels on things because call it what you want. But I know that a lot of people immediately feel better when they've got something that explains something. And if it's got a nice scientific label, then they're like, beautiful. This is what it is. This is how it works. Lovely. I'm going to go and carry on my day. Whereas when you have to say to a client, I don't know, I just knew they're like, Mm, okay, that's weird, but I'll see you next week type thing. So 
yeah, I'm liking this. I'm going to go and do some research on that after this geek that I am. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I so much enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. And we're going to be leaving your information in the notes on social media for your Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to get a hold of Jody, uh, you'll have that information there. And um, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the next episode. And always don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of. And in the meantime, keep being amazing. Mm -hmm.